Okay, good morning. Today's class in the Schut of all Kal Yisrael, that we should all, all have major, major Yeshuot, etc. All right, we're going to have, today we're going to talk about a few things. Um, also in the Schut of the Yishma Yerchmil, the end of Gedalia. The main, main thing is success of all Kal Yisrael. We're going to talk about Rabbi Arush's book today on loving the people of Israel with total devotion. We're going to talk about the practicality of that today. Um, the reason why I want to talk about it this week, also please rate and, and, and share the podcast. The reason why I want to talk about it this week, obviously, is because we have the, the incident this week with Miriam and the Lashon Hara concept. So we're gonna, it's good to talk about this concept. Obviously, what happened is, is Miriam and Aaron, they spoke Lashon Hara about uh, Moshe Rabbeinu. And what happened is, is Miriam got quarantined. She got quarantined for speaking Lashon Hara. So obviously today we want to talk about the concept of Lashon Hara and how much we have to avoid it. But most importantly, I want to give you a better strategy on how not to even get there. How not to even get there, not to even think about it. Because once you're, once you're saying it in your mouth and you have to really be careful, that means on a conscious level, there's still a lot of jealousy, there's a lack of emuna in your life, and there's other areas. You're not going to be able to... I don't know if you're going to be able to withstand, but all of a sudden somebody comes, you're not going to have the willpower to go. But how do, re- how do we really, really get to a point where that's not even in our dictionary? You know, a good example would be, you know, when you change your diet, you don't, even, you don't even eat those kind of foods anymore. It's not even in your head to even eat them. But if you're not changing an identity, you're just trying to change a behavior, very likely you're going to end up, end up failing in those areas of our lives. We need to understand how important it is. Also, today happens to be the Yortzite of Yehuda. So Yehuda, today, what does Yehuda represent? Responsibility. The concept of Yehuda is a concept of Mahot. So, so we have a responsibility. The world is obviously is getting very darker and darker. And what we have to do, is, Rabbi Nachman tells us that we have to pray for the world. And you're here, the whole world is created for you. The whole world is created for you. And you have to pray to make the world better. And you have to pray for the world. It's an obligation that a person has to come into this world and pray for the world. We can't just watch the world go crazy. We have to actually bring light. Exactly what you're here for. You're here in this world to bring light to the world, not to add to the darkness. How, how can we practically do this? We know there's areas when there's jealousy, where there's sinat chinam, where there's the evil eye, there's darkness. It brings darkness. We said many times when a person has, gives a person an evil eye, not only does he not get what he wants, but he harms another person. Like at the end of the day, who's winning? Nobody's winning. But unfortunately, due to the, due to the problem of low self-esteem today, we, we, we're happy at least that we, we knock other people's buildings down. If my building's going to be down, I'm going to knock yours. And today, instead of saying, you know what, I'm unhappy, let me deal with my own issues. Today, because we're unhappy ourselves, what do we do? We bring down people with us. We make other people also unhappy. And this is a very common thing. Being in the mental health world, Owning, owning rehabilitation centers. You see this all the time. It's not enough that, you, that you're not unhappy, but look how much destruction we're doing. So bottom line is, Rabbi Rush has the remedy for this. And how do we fix this? And like I said, it's not something, if you're already worrying about talking Lashon Hara, if that's already in your tongue and you have to be careful with it, you're not, gonna have the, you're not going to basically have the willpower to stop. Why does the, why do our sages say that Lashon Hara evil speech is considered to a three idol worshipping, it's considered murder, it's considered illicit, it, it, it's, it's a tremendous, tremendous amount of judgment for this. 
And obviously you could see that it's not about religious. You can see the amount, amount of judgment that comes in this world. So what we need to do is we need to bring more love to the world. And we're going to talk about Rabbi Rush's remedy today. Before we even get this, to this remedy, just the concepts, just some of the concepts that Rav Nachman speaks. That he says, in order to get a, 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 to get a perfect prayer up, you have to have three elements. This is exactly what I mentioned this before. That before you walk into a shul, before you even start praying, the first thing you have to do is, is, is connect yourself to, to love everybody. Because the prayer of the multitude is answered. So in order to get that, you have to have this concept of to love, love everybody in the room. Because the love, the consciousness, if you, if you have a consciousness of love in the room, that has a better likelihood of getting our prayers answered. So one of the, the Nachman says there's three things that you could do that allows a person to have a perfect prayer. Now what does a perfect prayer pretty much translate in English today? Perfect prayer translates as getting healed through bread and water. That means if, I am, if my prayer is out of exile, if I can get to the point where I'm just like a prophet, I can get healed through bread and water. The, head, the bread and water can actually heal me, can heal me my, my sadness, can heal my anxiety. So the, the, the channeling of the doctoring, we don't need doctors. You get healed by the food. Food will heal you. It's a very powerful thing. Imagine being able to be healed by food. Exactly what Ramachman says. When your prayer is out of exile, because at the end of the day, our prayer is the one giving energy to all the worlds. Prayer makes what? Rainfall. The rain causes the, uh, the plants to grow. <laughs> and the plants become medicine. So at the end of the day, you are the producer. You are the producer of everything. So if, you're, if you recognize that you are the producer of everything, and the power that we have, this is why I like to go to the fields to pray, because you, you feel like the energy, like the... The, 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 the grasses and the, and the trees, they actually join your prayer. Rabbi Nachman would always go into the grasses and the fields because the energy of the fields, because you created them. Man creates those trees through his prayers. Because at the end of the day, rain doesn't come down unless there's faith. Our sages say, when a person, when, the faith, when, there's, when, there's, when there's faith, rain comes down and rain flourishes the world. When there's lack of faith, what is there? Fires, droughts. So you could see, just seeing that when a person goes into the field, he's able to give energy and he's able to get that energy in that area. So it's always very, very good to pray outside. It's very good to pray by around grasses and this because it actually helps your prayer. Because they're actually singing with you. Because you created them. It's a very, very lofty concept. But between you and me, anytime you can hang around nature and disconnect from this world, it's going to do wonders for yourself and wonders for your soul. Pretty much. Nature is the key. Because you're, you're, getting, you're getting in touch with, with, with the basics. So Ramachan tells us that in order to, when you have those three things, perfect prayer, when you, you can get, so one of the things is, one of the things to perfect prayer is having faith. The second thing is not despising somebody else. Not spilling somebody else's blood. Okay, what does that practically mean? Not spilling somebody else's blood. Not looking down at somebody. Not spilling their blood. Not thinking you're better than them. Recognizing their own issues. And the third thing is keeping the, keeping the Brit. Shh. It's keeping the Brit. Those are the three things that cause perfect prayer to go up. Keeping the Brit, not despising anybody and having faith. If you have those three things, you can pretty much get healed through bread and water. Okay? That's just the, the importance of the third one. I just wanted you to focus on not spilling somebody else's blood. That means I can have faith and I can have 
keep the Brit, but if I'm sitting there thinking I'm better than everybody, I'm sort of despising somebody. This is very connected to the, what the Gemara is telling us, that you can give up your life on account of three things. Illicit relations, right, which is the Brit. Spilling, killing somebody, which is looking down at somebody, right? And idolatry, which is equivalent to faith. So you can see how the Ram Nachman takes those three things and he brings it into his perfect prayer. So now that we understand this, at the end of the day, our Creator created the world out of love. So how do we emulate our Creator practically? We connect to love itself. Anytime you have love in your life, you love somebody, you love yourself, you're pr- pretty much emulating your Creator. Because if you love somebody, you will not judge them. <laughs> you will look at good points in them. If you don't love your, your, uh, somebody, you will judge them. So how do you know practicality? is the amount of judgment, the amount of love that you have. How do you know the litmus test? The amount of judgment. If you're constantly judging somebody, you can't be loving them. Because remember, you're here to part, be part of fixing the world, not part of destroying the world. There's plenty of people destroying the world. But believe it or not, the Jews are supposed to be, we're supposed to be leading the nations. We're supposed to be the head, not the tail. And when we don't get our stuff straight, all of a sudden we're not taking our responsibility. So when we're not taking the responsibility, this is exactly what happens today. There's sinat chinam, there's hatred, there's evil eye. And you could see this, this, is, this, is, you could see this on an energetic level. How this is not, we're supposed to be walking into synagogues and walking into places and feeling love and feeling like a Woodstock lahabdil. Just love and, and you would feel it. You would feel the love. But unfortunately, we walk and sometimes we feel, we feel judged and we feel looked down at. And, and, and Shem Yachem, God should help us that we, got, we felt such a low madrega, that we felt a, such a low point. So what's the solution? At the end of the day, we have to increase love. And the way we do this is by praying for each other, like Rabbi Rush says. And it obviously took the three situations of last year, the Surfside event, the Miron event, and the other event, and the fact that it, the, the Nikuda of Rabbi Kiva in the, in the 33 days was loving your neighbor as yourself and Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai and also Rabbi Kiva's whole concept as is he gave, he gave the benefit of the doubt. He was himself um, before he became a, a Rabbi Kiva. He was in a situation where somebody robbed him and he, somehow he found three or four ways to give that person benefit of the doubt. So you can see the whole Nikuda, the whole point of this is, is benefit of the doubt. Rabbi Nachman, says three, three, four to five things, that when a person prays for others, his sins are atoned. When a person prays for others, he receives double blessing. Okay? And when, he, when you're praying for others, this is a form of charity. So just imagine the powerful concept of just getting up every morning and adding five to ten minutes of, of abundance, especially in your life. If you're not, because remember, guys, it's very, very important. Most of the issues, like Rob Torsky says, are coming from low self-esteem. When we have low self-esteem, we don't even have the energy to pray for ourselves. Kovachomer for another person. But sometimes in life, they tell you that most of our problems come from, from self-absorption. I would say that. You know, many studies have showed people were depressed, they told them to go volunteer, they felt better. So here, if you don't love yourself, at least love somebody else. <laughs> pray for somebody else. And this is something that I really, really rechanneled in my prayers. And, I, and I, I, didn't, I didn't do it intention to get result. I see clients in my facility. I see Jews in my facility. My heart breaks of the families that they ruined. And, and, 
and obviously there's a major need for mental health in this country. Obviously need, there's a major room. So we, one of the things that Rabbi Rush says that a person has to, the first thing he has to pray for is that all Kali Yisrael, I would say all humanity, <laughs> he says Kali Yisrael, but all humanity should have mental health. Because at the end of the day, mental health, if you don't have mental health, everything's, I mean, how much can you help somebody when he's not able to be helped? And our mental health, unfortunately, when we're not in a good state, such as anxiety, such as depression, not only are we not good to ourselves, but we're not good to others. And that causes so much ch- children today affected. There's, so, there's a need for it. There's a need to pray for the world. And this is, again, this is love. You want to love somebody, you pray for them. David Hawkins just says on a conscious level, love is what we become through, through the path of surrender. The more you surrender your own little programs and your own little schemes and your own little s- stories, the more you surrender and let things go, the more love you're going to have. Clearly. Think about a relationship with your wife, with your spouse. The fact that there's love is because you've let go of a lot of stuff. <laughs> the fact that there's no love in that relationship is because you're still holding on to things. So the segula, the remedy, is really to let everything go and just constantly go into surrender. And just see if you got hurt by that person. A person hurts you because he's not, he's not in the right place. We don't treat others bad unless we ourselves are hurt. That's the main principle in life. You're giving the person the benefit of the doubt. You don't know what's going on in the person's life. You don't know everything that's going on. You don't know what he's going through. You don't know if he's bought Bitcoin yesterday. He's yelling at you. He's probably not even talking to you about that. He's probably t- he's upset about Bitcoin. So many people have. And the reason why you could see this is because I myself, I myself, when I go through other things, very often my energy is displaced. And what I do is, listen, my energy is displaced. Obviously, it has nothing to do with you. Most of the stuff today is displacement of energy. Displacement of energy is you're taking energy from here and you're dumping it somewhere else. But what we need to do is to get the real love in our life practically is to surrender. Surrendering will allow you to get to love. Letting things go because you're a merciful person and you recognize that that person hurt you only because of their limitations. People have limitations, Nebuch. People have limitations. It's, it's a true thing. And when you look at somebody and being able to sit, sit and see only love in that person, now you are a co-creator. Now you are the co-creator. You are the one bringing light to the world instead of bringing darkness. So love is what we come through surrender. Right? Once we co- become willing to give love, the discovery follows that we are surrounded with love. You understand? Once you're willing to give love, all you see is love in your life. But once you have hate, all you see is hate in the world. It's unbelievable. Every gift, it's like water rippling you. Every gift returns to the giver. You give love, you're surrounded by love. It's an unbelievable concept. You're, you give hate, you're surrounded by hate. So at the end of the day, we have to recognize, what are we, what are we getting? What are we getting? Love expresses itself in many ways. And love is actually present everywhere. We just have to be able to see it. And when you start, let's say you start dedicating every single day to to pray. Number one, he says three things you have to pray for. You have to pray for people to have mental health. You have to pray for people to have a munah, to have people have faith. And you have to pray for people that should have salvation. Yesterday, I was very lucky that my friend had a, we had, had a Shavuot, a beautiful Shavuot class in my Harbor Islands community, which I 
which Baruch Hashem, uh, Rabbi Silverman has done a tremendous job of bringing tremendous love in that community. There's nothing but love. I could show you the community in Harbor Islands, how I attract, I asked myself, how in the world did I get to Harbor Islands out of all places? How in the world did I get here? We didn't even, it's funny, originally I was in the gym and my friend's like, you know what? There's a new house for sale. It's got half an acre on the water. I'm like, I'm not moving. You guys, you should come take a look at it. I had no intention of buying this house. Absolutely none. Next thing you know, I'm at the gym. Okay, show me the house. I walk in, I don't like it. Next thing you know, I said, you know what? That backyard is maybe if I knock down the house, rebuild it, etc. You know, let me look at it again. Next thing you know, I buy the house, not knowing how good the community is, not knowing anything. And I, but Baruch Hashem, it's, I attracted. It was that a mistake? It was a mistake that I was got, I got there, and thank God it was is a major Yeshua. But the whole point is that when you have this concept of love, you give love. And this is such an important message. So when I sit there and pray for these three things, I'm sorry, we're talking about the cheesecake party. So a friend of mine in my Harbor Islands community, who I know a long, long time, he had the, the, the doctors told him. So I gave a class on Shavuot about cheesecake parties, about celebrating in advance, not be so insecure. Stop being so insecure. Ask your creator for Yeshua. We're so insecure. You know what? The fact that you don't ask for Yeshua is because you're insecure. You don't believe that you deserve it. So I, Baruch Hashem, I did this class. It was, we had, it was a beautiful class in Shavuot, two, three in the morning, and we, all we were talking, all the all the communities talking about is cheesecakes, cheesecake, cheesecake. So next thing you know, my friend after Shavuot, he has a, a thing in his, in his heart. Doctor tells him open heart surgery. You have immediately open heart surgery. So he's freaking out. So right away, what he says, he remembers the cheesecake party. So all of a sudden, what happened? Instead of panicking, he started thanking Hashem and says, I'm going to throw a cheesecake party. Everything's going to be fine. And all of a sudden, he starts thinking about the cheesecake, obsessing with the cheesecake, etc., etc. Next thing you know, he goes back to the doctor. The doctor tells him, I don't know what happened, but you don't have to operate. Just take this medication, you're fine. We celebrate the cheesecake party last night in his house. So this is, this is what happens when you stop becoming insecure and you start trusting and, 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 and believing that your Creator loves you. But in order to do that, you have to be, can't be insecure, because you're not going to get both of them. So that's one of the things that, that happen. So you, you have to pray for people to have salvation. So number one, you have to pray for people to have mental health. Number two, you have to pray for people to have emunah. And number three, you have to have, pray for people to have yeshuot. So if Rav Nachman tells you, Gemara tells you your prayers answer first, you're going to receive double. Your sins are forgiven. You become a merciful person. And once you become a merciful person, when you're going to talk about Lush and Hara, because at the end of the day, you have to think about something. We are what we practice. You're not a worrier. You just have a practice of worrying. You're not a judger. You just have a practice of judging. Right? You're not a procrastinator. You have a practice. So whatever you practice, you become... It's pretty much. And if we end up practicing only negative things, that's who we become. So whatever you practice, you become pretty much. So if I practice judgment, I'm going to develop, I'm going to be judging people. And we don't notice because the Yetzirah, what he does is he keeps you unconscious. The job of the Yetzirah is to keep you unconscious. You don't even recognize what you're doing. You don't even recognize what you're doing. 
That's the job of the Yetzirah. And what we have to do is we have to start practicing praying for people. And the fact that you could do this in this week, the fact that the concept of Miriam, this is a week where you have to start doing this. Especially if you're not married. Especially whatever it is in your life. Find five friends. Find ten friends. And send people love. And there's too much darkness in this world. Everywhere you turn, there's darkness. And you cannot, if you focus on the darkness, you're going to get more depressed and more anxious. Your job in this world, like Rav Nachman says, and the Baal Shem Tov says, if you see darkness, you need to bring light. Period. The way we can bring light, if we're having a situation where we're not married, pick five people every single day and dedicate. Because when you're praying for somebody, you are giving them. And because you're not going to think about yourself all the time, you know what happens? Things will come to you. That's the problem. The problem is we don't, we're not going to get miracles if you have self-absorption all day. All problems come from thinking about yourself all the time. But when you're busy praying for other people and thinking about other people, it's very hard to think about problems. You're not going to have time. And that's the problem. The problem is we're thinking about ourselves too much. I'm not married. Look how old I am. I'm not getting off kids. I don't have this. I don't have that. I'm not going to get... Uh, complaints, complaints, complaints. And we're not getting the issue out. So today, take upon this challenge. Dedicate, give yourself, give, giving, you're giving. That means you love somebody. Give yourself an unconditional amount of time. Give yourself 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and start praying for people. Praying for the world and praying for individuals. Believe me, when I go into my rehab centers, my heart breaks. What you hear stories, you hear stories, well, your heart breaks. You, all of a sudden, all you're doing is praying for people because you see the, the, the real situations that people are going through. And this is why it's very, very, very important. We have to dedicate. And what happens is because you're going to practice praying for people, you know what's going to happen? It's going to be very hard to judge and talk lush and hard about somebody because you're only going to see love in people. I mean, it's very hard to be a taker if you're giving. That is really how you fix this. You're not going to fix this if you tell people, Rabotai, we shouldn't speak lush and hara. Not enough. Not enough. So it's ridiculous. Sometimes we, you, you go to a, a guy tells you, it's a mitzvah to have simcha. The guy hasn't had his teeth. I haven't seen the guy's teeth in 20 years. What does simcha mean to you? Do you understand? There's a convention. What do you mean? What is simcha? That means 90 to 80 to 90 percent is the way you say it, how you say it, and your presentation. So I really want you to think about whether you're in L.A., if you're a Mashadi, pray for a Tarani. Whatever it is. Syrian, pray for an Ashkenazi. Breast liver, pray for a Chabad. Start breaking these walls. Break all of these walls that need to be broken. These walls of judgment. All these walls that we have. We're not in the ghetto anymore, guys. Let's, let's get out of this ghetto mindset. We're, get out of the ghetto. Break the walls. Find, send love to people. And then you will vibrate you will vibrate in that energy. And that when you bring that vibration, all of a sudden you change people. That's the key. You're responsible for changing. You know, you hear a miracle. By the way, I was praying for my friend once he, heard, he told me about the news about his heart. I was dedicating time. I said, please, creator of the world, he's going to Eretz please heal him. So whether or not my prayers worked or not, obviously something happened there. But that's exactly what's going to bring us salvation is the Munah and, and compassion and mercy. That is guaranteed to work. Rabbi Nachman says it. Rabbi Rush says it. 
this is the, the nekuda versus the opposite of becoming judgmental and takers. This is not our way. I don't know how we've fallen so much, even though we can hear, you know, 24,000 students dying. Oh, big deal, nebach, nebach. Sorry, it's just a shame. Or you hear another person, no, it's a shame. But if the Gemara tells you, the Gemara tells you that 99% of people that died in the cemetery are from Ayn Hara. How in the world did that happen? To the Gemara. 99%, 90-something percent of, of people have died because of Ayn Hara. Wow. What, what, what are we doing? What in the world are we doing? What in the world are we doing? Because remember, when you have self-esteem, you don't give up. Why would you, be, why would you want bad for somebody? I'm not telling you I've mastered this subject. I'm telling you that I've worked on myself so much on letting go and surrendering to, to remove anger from my heart. Because I would be a very revengeful person. I would be a very... I knew that was my number one attribute. I would be extremely revengeful. I had a tremendous amount of... And that's my nature. I had to work on it. I had to really work on it. Compassion. And what I saw when I, when I was compassionate with people, forget it. I saw tremendous Yeshuot, miracles across the board. So at the end of the day, we have to starve the ego and feed the soul. That's the, the whole point of this class today. Pick time, because remember, I could say good for somebody. One thing is if I want that person to win, if I'm happy for him, are we really happy for our friends if they're succeeding? Are we really happy for your friend if they got married? Or you're just, ah, Mazel tov. Are you really happy? Or is it like a BS Mazel tov, you know, I wish it was me. Why did you get it, not me? You know, you know in your heart, you cannot trick your own heart. But when you really love somebody, Believe me, and that's one thing I pray. I pray that everybody has a tremendous amount of success. I pray that everybody should have a tremendous amount of success. I'm very happy. When, it, when people tell me, I, I did the, keep the bread, I, I landed a deal for 20 million, didn't I, I, in my heart, there's nothing but gratitude. Gratitude that, that, that the system is working. That's all my head. And this is why, Baruch Hashem, we've had the following that we have. Because you would, you would not have this following if we would have, if, if the speaker himself had sinat chinam towards people. That's why you see religious, non-religious, Chabad, breast lover, all kinds of sect people are coming to, to, to these classes. Not just one sector. We're not one sector. It's everybody. Persians, Moroccans, the Bukharians, everybody. Because the message is one. The message is Ramnachman, which is love, finding the good points in everybody. So again, dedicate 10 minutes, 15 minutes. What I do is I put music on and I do this. I pray energetically, because Ram Nachman says, you pray energetically, your prayers are listened to. And I pray, I play my favorite song, and I just send love to people, and I send love, love, tremendous amount of love, and pray for people's mental health. And, it's, and when you come out of there, you feel very, you feel amazing. You really feel amazing, because now, you're channeling the love from your creator to people. And then, the rest is history. The rest is history. The rest is history. So let's all dedicate time. This is exactly what Rabbi Rush says. You have to dedicate time. Time is giving. And when you do this, again, your prayers get... A person that prays for others, his sins are removed. A person that prays for others, his, 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 he gets more income. Forget what you get out of it. You're healthier, obviously, because when you pray for others, again, you're not thinking about yourself. You cannot just play defense. I've said this a thousand times. You don't eat. If, you're, if, you're, if you are in a habit of... Looking at the good points, it's going to be hard for you to judge. It's going to be hard for you. Like, that's not me. But if this is the way you're going to be, then what do you expect? What do you expect? Have a great day.